0: just let it hang low all right how about now <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello and welcome to the real episode 110 of the erasable podcast i'm tim Wassum, bringing in the new year with my two co-hosts andy welfley and johnny gamer hey guys
0: Hello. happy new year
1: yeah it's good to talk to you guys it's been a while Yeah, it's a good way to good way to ring in the new year. Absolutely, I've been looking forward to this all day, even uh, as I was. I I just got done putting my kids to bed and I was walking into the kitchen and my wife just like looked at my face. She said, you should just go to bed. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm podcasting tonight. She goes, oh. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> like, like, Do you think you're up for that? I'm like, yeah, I'm up for it. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. So um, it's a new year, and that means that uh, you or I, we might be resolved to try and organize ourselves better for the next you know, three or four weeks. Um, it's the second week of the year, though, and maybe you're looking for something new already, and we are here to help. We're going to give you some of our ideas or at least give you some insight into how we're planning to organize ourselves in the upcoming year to keep things from falling apart um, or maybe to help us forget 2018 (laughs) in in certain ways.
0: I'm ready to Uh, forget 2019 too. Yeah, I'm ready to prep for
1: 2020. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) before, before we get into that, let's do our tools of the trade. And Johnny, why don't you start us out?
2: Sure. So it's been a while, so I have a big list. I'm not just like watching TV all the time, I swear. (laughs) <laughs> um so i finally saw the rbg documentary that uh andy was talking about mm-hmm. and splat the black wing I got really excited and um so over the break we were sick for like half the break so i got a, a good bunch of movies coming that are viewed rather but i'm not gonna list them all but there's a really good one called the kindergarten teacher that's on netflix i think it's a netflix original have you Tons guys the Mag- seen the- Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah,
1: I, I haven't watched it yet, but I've, it's in my it's in my list.
2: Yeah, I didn't want to like it, but I really enjoyed it like a lot. And um, I've been spending a lot of time on my Headspace app that I've been subscribed to for a long time. That's a great never app. Used. Yeah, I, that's how they make money. Everyone subscribes and no one uses it. <laughs> it's like pressure. <laughs> like, oh, man. What but, do you think um, of
0: it? When you do use it, does it help?
2: Yeah, I am um, I mean not to get like, you know TMI, but I, after using it for a week at therapy, I was like, man, I feel a lot better. Hmm. <laughs> like, what's different? Like, well, this is different. Like, that's great. Like, cool. Yeah. So um, there, there's a um, sort of a companion book. I don't remember what it's called. It's called the Headspace Guide to Mindfulness and Meditation or something. It's got like two titles. They released it twice. Huh. That I've been reading, but you miss um Andy Pudicombe's um, accent when you read his book, read his like, book. like just talk uh, hmm. but um, yeah so I also read we'll talk about this later more the bullet journal method which I think lots and lots and lots of people who do podcasts and blogs have recently read and I read Pops by Michael Shabon, which was disappointingly short but really good
1: hmm. I agree on both counts that was I, I had pre-ordered that one I was so excited when it came out and showed up on my Kindle the day of. And I started reading like that evening. And then I, by the time I was going to bed, it said that I was like 35% done. I was like, Hey, wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> I, paid, I paid full how, price for this. How, but it's gone. how many kids
0: does yeah. he
2: have? Four? Okay. Four. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot.
1: Only
0: he about beat. half as much as Johnny does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. He's beaten me so far. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Watch your back.
2: Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I pulled that out while Rosie was napping and, um, I finished it, and I thought that I forgot to get my kids. I was like, oh, crap. Like, surely three hours have gone by. But no, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but totally worth it. He's so funny. And um, my other recent obsession is a band called The Birthday Massacre, which <laughs> is, like, not as violent as their name sounds. <laughs> they, their imagery is, like, really cute. It's a lot of purple and bunnies. So Pur- A lot of purple and bunnies. Some okay. of these bunnies are bloody. Sure. <laughs> so but, true. um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if you have Spotify, check them out. They're, you know, it's free if you have that delicious Spotify premium, or I guess, you know, it's not free, but it's free. Yeah. It's like unlimited, non-illegal pirated music in your pocket all the time.
1: I've thought about, uh, <laughs> doing it with, cause they've got that, that deal where if you bundle it with Hulu, it's it's like two bucks or something.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't there, There's some kind of criteria for how to do it, or maybe it's just for students now that I say that out loud. But, but yeah, there's some kind of deal out there where if you bundle it with uh, Hulu, it's like $13 to get both.
0: Oh. oh, man. Because I pay for both Spotify Premium and for Hulu separately. So yeah, I'll see if I can combine them. There might
1: be some kind of caveat about that as far as who's allowed to do it, or if you have to be like a first time yeah subscriber but you can just use a different email address or something
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we have the um the family plan but they're so weird about saying that you have to live in the same house that i'm paranoid that they're tracking the phones so i haven't shared it with anyone that doesn't live with me don't don't That's be like paranoid me. about johnny they are tracking phones <laughs> just just
0: just, <laughs> just assume free, that they
1: uh, are they're
2: sending got you got facebook messages
0: oh yeah we got one of
2: those those are fun. It's really good and lazy. Like I'm changing Rosie's diaper and she's screaming and I want to put a song on it. to a yell. And the British voice says, OK, <laughs> go play baby shark. So um, la- I misspoke last time we recorded. In addition to the fact that I screwed up what episode it was. It was one or nine. Fake news, um, Johnny. Fake news. Yeah, the uh, volume four. I wasn't so what about the grit, but I've been using it constantly. And like, man, I like really, really like this pencil. So oh, bought God. another box as an apology to Blackwing for saying that it was too gritty <laughs> in the paint. Like, I hope you guys felt it because I'm sure that you didn't sell like a million boxes of them in the last month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm <sure. laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm
1: definitely buying a backup for this one. Um,
2: yeah, and well, they go really. They're so soft, they go really quickly, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I am I am writing in a field notes, pitch black, uh, pocket notebook, the newer one with the double covers, which is so nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: How about you, Andy? Oh, man. Um, we started watching um, at the beginning of this week that new show that's on Netflix called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Ooh. It's the show version of that book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Um, which I think we may have talked about on the show before, because it's something that I think kind of goes hand in hand with uh, collecting and acquiring a lot of stationary items um, and just like, you know, stuff in general. Um, and it was,
1: does this Wopex bring you joy? <laughs> no, throw hey, it away. No. Thank it, thank it and throw it away. Yeah, yeah. no, It's <laughs> a,
0: it's a really good show. Have either of you seen
1: this? No, I watched the yeah. first episode. Okay.
0: It's, it's interesting because in the same way that people really like um uh Bake Off like the British baking show um uh, because mm-hmm. it's very like um feel good and everybody's supporting each other uh this one feels the same way though like compared to like hoarders or something because um, yeah. so- somebody some- to- somebody on the show mentioned like she does not she does not shame you for all the stuff you have in your house. Like people had like floor to ceiling piles of like baseball cards, for example. And she was just like really friendly. She didn't judge and she didn't even, she wasn't even like, Oh, maybe you should think about getting rid of some of that stuff. You know, she (laughs) basically teaches her method, which is like, hold this in your hand. And if you find that it sparks joy, you should keep it. And, um, it it was, it's really good. She's, she's much younger than I thought she would be Marie Kondo. Um, Mm. she's in her, I think she's in her thirties. She's, she's very small and she's very Japanese. Um, Her English (laughs) is not great. So she has an interpreter with her during the whole thing, but it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, The, the one I like, I like best so far is this, um, this couple um, in LA. It's uh, two guys who moved in together and one of his parents are um, like coming to visit. And uh, he's talking about how, you know, papers like sentimental papers from his youth are the hardest thing to throw away because they all spark joy, and I just like really connected with that. I have so much crap from when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a. It
1: would be, be great if he had, if she had an episode where, or if like SNL did a spoof of it where it's like a hoarder, but the person like legitimately with everything was like, "Yes, this brings me joy. Like this brings me joy. This brings yeah. me joy." <laughs> it's like, what about this old burrito? Yes. <laughs> bring
0: lots of joy. Yeah, it's um, we were talking about how it would be um, a really funny like SNL mashup of like, you know, M- Marie Kondo and like one of those um, really mean people on HGTV. That's like the you know love it or list it people. I think that's like who. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. just sell it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I, Uh My favorite moment of that first episode is where like the couple and they have like two little kids and they have. They've started to like do the cleaning or the the purging process or whatever. And she comes to visit, and the wife says something like, "Yeah, it's starting to like we're feeling like it's it's almost like kind of sexy that we're doing <laughs> all this cleanup." And then Marie Kondo looks at her and says, "Oh, that's so American." <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that's such an American thing were to the, say.
1: Like that just cracked me up. Yeah. Were those
0: the people who kept calling each other "babe" all the time? Yeah, babe, yeah. hey, babe. <laughs> There's They're like fighting.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. babe. Yeah, yeah. There's, but uh, th- just put your stuff away, babe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's yeah. one a few episodes in where um, it's a, a couple with two kids who just moved in like from Michigan to l a and they moved from like a big house to a two bedroom apartment and uh Johnny if you're gonna watch this show you should definitely watch that because I'm sure you can relate living in a tiny apartment with kids and like trying to manage all your stuff
2: I usually just go nuts and get rid of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> feels good
0: yeah so Really good show so far. We're about halfway through. Um, awesome. The other thing I was going to mention is a um former colleague of mine, a coworker from Facebook, um Hazel Jennings just started a podcast called The Hardest Part. And I think it's weekly, but it's each episode's about 17 minutes long and she just interviews a lot of people about like you know, a hard thing that they've done or like the hardest part of a part of their life or something. So, um she uh yeah, she talks to people about the hardest part of something they've experienced, like training for a half marathon or having cancer as a teenager or photographing naked men, <laughs> and then <laughs> she edits yeah. she edits it down into a, like just a conversation length thing. So there's a few interesting episodes in here, like um, going bald in your twenties, for example. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going for
1: her in your teens. Does she yeah. have one of those yet? <laughs> no, <laughs> she should She's interview you. <laughs>
0: um, starting your first business at age fifty-seven, leaving the Mormon Church—you know that kind of stuff. So um, it's really great, super little bite-sized consumable episodes. Um, be sure to listen to that. And then, uh, as far as podcasts go, I also um, listen to one episode of it, but I've I've started to dig into more. Uh, it's an episode on called Gastropod. And it is basically about, it's the kind of stuff I really love, which is food through the lens of science and history. So um, they talk about a lot of things. Um, My favorite so far is this one where they they talked about last September. Um, And it's something that's been bugging me for a long time is, which is that mangoes in the United States are horrible compared to mangoes that you can get in other countries. And I thought it was because of like their relatively small shelf life and, that um and uh no it's because of politics and import um uh, like issues so we just get really crappy mangoes in the u.s so if you go to the philippines or if you go to peru which is where i had them or india apparently they're just like exponentially better so um hmm. really interesting one my episode friends, uh,
1: yeah. one of my best friends growing up was from the philippines like or his family is from the philippines and i remember going to his house growing up and whenever his grandparents would come back yeah. from a trip to the Philippines, they would bring like huge boxes of mangoes back with them.
0: Yeah, you have to like so, go jump yeah. jump through all sorts of bureaucratic hoops to like get them get them here. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I have had mangoes both in the Philippines and in uh, Peru, and they were just amazing. And then all the ones in the United States are just like the worst compared to it. So um, <laughs> yeah, and there's there's an episode about espresso, and there's an episode just like about soda, and it's really good. The Gastropod podcast, I'll link to those in show notes. And I am writing... Um, actually, just this morning, I chopped about two inches off of a camelin Supreme HD pencil, which is that like metallic blue with red and white um, cap, um, just to make it kind of like pre-Steinbeck stage. And I've been writing with that in my clandestine field notes. How about you, Tim?
1: Nice. I was... Let's see, this is toward the end of last semester, once the semester was ending before Christmas break. Yep. And things were really heating up, and I was getting uh, stressed out, and I needed something new to watch, and I needed something that it was like feel good, but made me laugh and wasn't cheesy. Uh, and I ended up landing back on Cheers, which I haven't watched in a very, very, very long time. Have you guys ever actually watched Cheers? Like, oh, yeah. Besides just um, like random reruns?
2: I watched it when it was on. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah. so I had not watched oh. it since it was like on, like maybe towards the end, or like with. Well, no, it couldn't have been that. Not that old. Sorry, Johnny. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, no, I was I a
2: little. I was a little kid, but
1: yeah, yeah, But I had just seen it like in reruns. But I just, I just started at the beginning and just watched straight through. And it, I think what had sparked it is I had heard someone. I was listening to Dax Shepard's podcast, uh, "The Armchair Expert," and he had mentioned something about how he was interviewing, um, gosh, uh, what's the main main guy in Cheers, um, who's in the Good Place, Ted Danson. Yeah, he was interviewing Ted Danson, and Ted Danson uh, had they they ended up talking about how Cheers, the the pilot for Cheers, is. Considered the gold standard of a comedy pilot in Hollywood, hmm. and so people who are writing a, uh, a comedy pilot, they always go to Cheers, and you know uh, that's a one way to learn. Is they look like you got to make sure that you do all the things that Cheers pulled off in that first <laughs> one, uh, which is pretty pretty cool, you know. And then and then just the whole fact that you watch, I watched the whole first season, had such a good time, and then realized that the entire first season never leaves the bar, which is yeah. Pretty amazing. You know, in episode one of season two, they're in Diane's apartment. You're like, what in the world? Like what something happened. Don't change. You know, the show's totally changing. Uh, but I've really been enjoying that. So I'm like halfway through season two now. So if you haven't watched that, it's on Netflix. It's really, yeah, I really a good. It.
0: Time. I watched it in its later seasons when it was on, but then I remember watching um, some episodes in syndication once you know, once it was over and I I really liked it, mostly because I love Frasier so much and Cheers, of course, is the mm-hmm. like Frazier's a sequel to Cheers. So,
1: yeah, I I uh, haven't gotten to the point where where Kelsey Grammer shows up, and I can't wait until yeah. he's gonna be so he, young. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying Cheers. Uh, Movie wise, we just saw we saw two movies last week, which I think is the first time we've seen two movies in the theater in one week since we had kids, hmm. and we saw uh, A Star Is Born. And we saw Mary Poppins Returns. Um, and I'm very glad that we chose Mary Poppins Returns for our anniversary and not A Star Is Born because that would have made for a very different. evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy anniversary! Uh, yay! Let's watch um, this guy hang himself. Addiction and suicide. Yay. Let's go get some appetizers after this. Um, so A Star Is Born was very good. I, I really like. I enjoyed it, but it's it's one of those times where you see a movie and you're like, "That was good. The music was good. Never going to watch it again." Yeah, you know, like you feel that like sureness where you're like, I enjoyed that, but not putting myself through that again because it was pretty uh, it had some pretty dark and heavy moments. So yeah. I listened to the soundtrack a little bit because I've talked about Jason Isbell on this podcast and, uh, and he was involved in the writing of the songs for that for that movie.
0: So Katie's a really big um Brandy Carlisle fan. And uh-huh. it, it's funny because Brandy Carlisle shows up in just like this. Really small cameo appearance. And I don't even think they say who she is. Um uh, in I the didn't movie. That. Yeah. And um uh, it's one point when he's on stage with um shoot, I don't remember who he's perf- like what the performance is, but it's like a big deal and he kinda like falls over.
1: Oh. He collapses. Yeah. It's on like the Grammys. Yeah, like
0: yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And like, it's it's uh, Brandy Carlisle up there, which is interesting. And
1: I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought that. I,
0: Yeah, Katie was sure. Katie made, made a little sound in the theater, and <laughs> it was it was exciting.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, yeah. So I enjoyed that. Um, I, I think the the songs are, are worth it, and I thought Bradley Cooper did a really good job.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, but Mary Poppins Returns was fantastic. Uh, we had the best time at that movie, and we saw it at this like crazy big theater with like you know ceiling to floor screen. And it just felt like if you're a fan of the old Mary Poppins, it definitely did it justice, but it's almost like I can't imagine how the people who made the first Mary Poppins, if they're you know, still around, uh, if those people wouldn't look at this one and say, man, that's what we were trying to do back then. <laughs> that's what we were trying to pull off as far as like with the special effects and all of the stuff they're able to do now that would have been way too difficult back then. Um, but they still... Uh, Yeah, I didn't mean that as like a dig against the old one, but it's like I was meaning like the uh, the 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 special effects mostly. Uh, But they they definitely did justice to the old one and kept some cool elements of it, like the old uh, Disney animation style. Yeah, Uh, they incorporated that, which is pretty neat. And uh,
0: I understand that Dick Van Dyke and and Julie Andrews both made cameos in this, which is exciting.
1: Yes. Wait, Uh, wait. Julie Andrews? Where was she? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I remember that. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That'd be embarrassing if I missed that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they made a big deal of the uh, um, the Dick Van Dyke one; like it was super, yeah, super obvious. But yeah, anyways,
0: you know, Mary Poppins was my favorite movie for like years of my childhood. There would be like weeks where I would just watch it every day. Yeah, that's. My, like, yeah, I don't know. my mom tells me I had a little what? sport coat and a little umbrella that I would do the um, <laughs> chimney sweep dance along with, along with oh, the. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Amazing, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um. That's that, that's all, I, That reminds me of a, I saw a thing on Twitter where this person had a four a four year old kid who is was just bizarrely obsessed with uh, David yeah. Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for they asked him what he wanted for Christmas, and all he wanted, he said, was a was a Stop Making Sense suit and an electric <laughs> guitar. And there's videos out there of this kid like lip syncing to, you know, like Psycho Killer or something, or and he's <laughs> he's dressed up in his little gray suit with his sneakers on. Oh man, it's well, you
0: got you got Hen- uh, Henry Gamber and Marilyn Manson. So <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, I
1: just found I just found an article that said uh, why Julie Andrews does not make a cameo of Mary Poppins but does man so. Currently she makes a cameo in Aquaman, but not in Mary Poppins.
0: <laughs> she was uh, busy
1: filming Aquaman. How about, how about that, <laughs> yeah. right. She's like, no, come on. Why did I already sign up for this? Um, so last thing is I am reading Bridge of Clay by Marcus Zusak, hmm. who is the author of The Book Thief, which I know I've talked about before. It's one of my favorite books. That's like one of those books I go back to as a writer that just charges me up and makes me want to write like crazy because I love, um, how he plays around with language. I love the shape of the stories and the way that he like organizes his ideas. And this is his, his new novel that he'd been working on for 13 years. Uh, that is about a group of five brothers who are, um, they've lost their mother, their father's out of the picture. They're just kind of trying to hold it all together. And one of the brothers especially, uh, takes kind of a big risk to keep the family together. And it's a really beautifully written book. And I, I highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I am writing because it's a special occasion. I'm back. I'm writing with the uh, Blysdale 600 Special Grade Calculator pencil. Dang!
0: I was gonna say, I, I think I, he, I think you win the award of like most rare expensive pencil used in <laughs> tools of the trade. I, I can't verify that, <laughs> but
1: oh uh, well. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just flaunting it. Just my American identity. Uh, just being a little cocky. Uh, I am writing with that, and I'm using a Field Notes clandestine as well, which John Pattison, my co-host of membership, uh, sent me. He sent me one of them. I don't have the decoder ring or whatever, so I don't know what it's supposed to say, (laughs) but it's, um, yeah, I kind of like not knowing in some ways. That's me. Makes it extra clandestine. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, so let's jump into Fresh Points. Johnny, just take it
2: away. Sure. Um so i well i already said my first one i and i'm gonna repeat that i take back my small insult with blackwing volume four sorry the grid's awesome um so um did you guys get pencils for christmas yeah i did i mean i got three three that's it individual three packs i no, I got that um, three
1: dozen, three gross, <laughs> three <laughs> pencils.
2: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> that um, that Viking set where the ferals are painted on. Oh yeah, that was that. But those were the only pencils I got for Christmas this year. It's Kind of huh. sad. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of other really cool presents, and I bought myself some more Black Wings. But nice. you know, sad face. See,
0: my mother cool. always gets me pencils for Christmas, but they're always like souvenir advertising pencils from. My hometown, and they're always like the same businesses. It's like the place where she used to work and the public library, and then like these other things. I'm like, I really don't want these. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks.
1: <laughs> I hope you say that like as you're opening. Up. I, I, I do. Really... I do. No, I do not. <laughs>
0: um, I always yeah. get like a couple good ones mixed in. And this year I got one for the Jell O Center in Rochester, New York that I think I'm going to send to Chris Jones. Cool. Yeah. Jell O is in like. The, like the, the
2: jello
1: dessert, yeah. Yep, jello, oh boy, <laughs> don't oh, even go there. <laughs> All righty, yeah. yeah. So, moving on, yeah. Uh, I got, <laughs> um, no, but I got some, uh, I got a box of Blackwing MMX, so I was really, really excited about that because I've never. Nice. I had never gotten a set since they changed the uh the stamp on the side. Hmm. So I was excited to have one of the new new generation of the MMX. So that's yeah. that's it for me and stationary wise. But I was happy. I was excited about that. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. So yeah. So um speaking of winter and stationary, did you guys follow the um Field Notes <laughs> clandestine like worldwide puzzle or I... series of puzzles?
0: I watched it. I even joined the Agents of Field Slack, but I did not participate because I was hella busy
2: and then out of town. But yes, I watched the the video. So yeah, so you saw the ending where they stole (laughs) the um, spring edition plans. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So so we should real quick if if anybody doesn't want to be spoiled, follow the link in show notes and go watch the video, then come back and listen to the rest of this.
1: I was gonna say I might need to go watch it because I I was (laughs) I was about to say. I don't understand the question. And I won't respond. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> do you want to give some background, Johnny? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't follow the the, um, the puzzles very well, but apparently there were like online puzzles and things that people had to go pick up in various cities throughout the entire world. Yeah. There was and one in San decoded. Francisco,
0: but I did not. I did not do it.
2: <laughs> so, and then I don't actually know how that tied in with the video. But the upshot of the video is that you had until yesterday to send field notes in email with two points. One, your suggestion for what they should do for spring, and two, how you use your field notes. So I was wondering if you guys did this, but I don't think it sounds like you did. Now uh, I feel like a nerd. <laughs>
0: no, you're <laughs> delightfully nerdy. No, I I followed yeah. that and I just like I I realized at one point I have no just like good good suggestion for field notes like i don't i can't think of a good like thing to suggest um yeah so i i did not um i did not participate specifically because like i i feel like there's as a as a person who co-hosts a uh, stationary podcast i i felt an extra pressure to like have a really really good suggestion um (laughs) so i did not
2: (laughs) yeah so i was um (laughs) I suggested trains, but I'm sure that everybody Ooh. or lots of lots of people did that. So then I had the idea for um, American philosophers. Like, what's more American Ooh. or field notes than pragmatism? And there are three figures, James, Pearce, and Dewey. Like, that would be really awesome. Like, kind of esoteric, but, you know, not as esoteric as some other stuff, if done. That would be really I mean, cool. You, don't need, you wouldn't need a code wheel. You know, <laughs> They're on Wikipedia.
0: Would it just be yes. made out of, like... I assume like cigarettes, and
2: I have no idea. Now, these would be like brown. Yeah. <laughs> three <laughs> kinds of brown. they be like corduroy browns. Actually, they cool could do they... Like, corrugate it, like it, um, like American tradesmen, but three different browns. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Ooh. See, this see is see proof. So when they do that, it was my idea. I'm sure Ooh. they won't hear this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of uh, it'd be cool if they did. I mean, they did the uh, what was it called? The one that had all the different uh, crops that are grown.
2: Oh yeah, national crop. They did that like there, in a railroad. They had national the map crop and stuff.
1: Well, I was gonna say if they did, I was I was thinking that would be cool. But I was thinking if they did one with like those are the natural things that are grown. If they did did the same thing but with the like products that are made or like a uh, steel and you know uh, Ooh, that would be really cool. Sort of like the hard equivalent to <laughs> to those like uh, all the industries that america has been known for over the years or something slavery yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> no. that one's no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we'll
2: current down. industries well wow, okay 50 oh. years ago industries
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, all the industries that japan is known for that's what we're yeah. gonna do
2: now it uh, basically be like amazon
1: the internet edition. <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> so um, in the group recently, Christopher McCann offered up some, um, well, they're really Wopex, but Staler has branded them as the Norris Eco pencils. So I don't know if you guys remember where they used to do um, 2B, 2H and HB, but they were all, you know, kind of the same, mm-hmm. but now <laughs> they have a 2B that is like 2B. It's awesome. Like, all the people that hate Wopex, if they wrote with this 2B, they would eat their feet and feel silly <laughs> because it's so good. So cool. thank you, Christopher. I'm just like really happy to get this package. And um, my last fresh point is if you're in Baltimore or if you live on the Northeast corridor of Amtrak because it's really close to the train station, come see my band play February 20th at the Auto Bar, which was just listed. By Rolling Stone as one of the ten best places in the country to see live music.
0: Hmm,
2: so nice. we're we're excited we're excited for this. And um, if you show up, I'll bring you some kind of cool pencil. If you let me know ahead of time, like two eleven.
0: Do you hear that? Everybody <laughs> in the world, go see Johnny perform, and you will get a two eleven.
2: You'll get well, a dozen 211s ellevens yep. for Johnny. <laughs> the first three people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll offset the cost of your Amtrak ticket. <laughs> and um, you know, protection for walking around Baltimore, not funny. All right, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> Pass the mic on <baton> to Andy. <laughs> Hello.
0: I'm here to talk to you today about Bill Cosby in Baltimore. <laughs> no. Um in uh in something maybe more controversial than both of those things, um, I was on um the 1857 podcast, on uh, the latest episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you all know, TJ uh, Cosgrove is, has a very dirty mouth. Um, you now we uh, <laughs> it was great. We uh, recorded at noon my time, which is like eight PM TJ's time and ten PM Stuart um, um, Lennon's time. Um, Stuart is great. He's he's the co- TJ's co-host on 1857, and he is um, he owns Nero's Notes, which is a big um, reseller of like stationary and like retailer of stationary notebooks in um, the UK. And he runs that business in the UK, but he lives pretty full time. I think in Cyprus now. Um, he's really great. Uh, I think I've talked about this podcast a little bit on here before, but, um, yeah, they're just, their dynamic is really fantastic. Um, so I was a guest, we talked, um, a little bit about, um, Erasable, a little bit about pencils, but actually the conversation kind of naturally evolved to talking about um, uh, online, like social communities, and uh, especially like niche communities like Erasable and, and RSVP and the Field Nuts. Um, that was really interesting, just to you know talk about the balance between, you know, a lot of people aren't using Facebook for you know various reasons, but a lot of people are using Facebook specifically to be in the Erasable group. We discussed that a little bit. So uh, link in show notes, uh, if you want to hear me talk to a a British guy and an Irish guy. Um, I sound just like extremely uh, (laughs) non-educated. I I I first tried to talk like uh, John Wayne, so um, (laughs) I could sound like extra American. But (laughs) Well, you got to get your black wing on, children. (laughs) 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 That was going... Go into the show notes <laughs> as as an intro uh, um <laughs> anyhow um second thing I'll, I'll mention is I have a pretty big announcement um I actually just just kind of like shared this online today um I have a uh contract that I signed in December to write a book
2: Woo! Um,
0: it's me so awesome that is so cool. <laughs> me and um Michael Metz, who is a friend of the show and fellow pencil enthusiast. He's in our group. Uh, We uh, every year do a workshop at a conference in Minneapolis. And this is kind of the book version of that workshop. It's it's all about um, people who write, uh, who work on design teams and, you know, write for software interfaces, basically like what the two of us do. Um, this is kind of arguing that this is you know this this kind of writing is a form of design, and we talk about how to like integrate it into your design practice so it 's a little bit about writing a little bit about design, and like very specifically about the intersection of those so it 's called um uh Designing with words How to Write for interfaces and it 'll be coming out in late twenty nineteen f- through Rosenfeld media. And you best know that I'm going to like pimp that all over the place once uh, once that happens. So you bet. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> it's uh pretty specifically for a niche industry. It's a publisher that um publishes a lot of like UX and UX design like like stuff, and they do conferences. But um, definitely in my circles, it's it's a big deal. So I'm excited and proud. And I usually don't talk about this stuff in advance of having actually something to show for it. But um, we're going to be doing. Uh, A lot of, like, kind of writing in the open and and discussion and, you know, discussion among, like, the community about, like, what we're writing as we're writing it, Um, just very collaboratively. So we wanted to kind of, like, talk about it sooner rather than later. Um, And hopefully don't jinx ourselves by talking about it and not having something by the end of 2019. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I'll be a little later talking about how to, like, Integrate this into my day because it's pretty hard. I'm not a particularly disciplined writer. So, um, speaking of books, um, Plumbago uh, five is um, just about to go to the printer. Um, I think, um, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but if it comes out on Thursday, it'll, it will have gone to the printer today. Um, it is uh, shorter than issues three and four have been, which I think is a good thing. I think it's going to be a really good, tight, um, tight issue um but also it looks incredible um i think i think we've talked about the cover here before which was designed by meredith from cw pencils um actually meredith is leaving cw pencils she announced to full full-time concentrate on illustrations so uh, huh. yeah she has been getting lots of gigs presumably that pay way better than her than the plum mug gig does um but yeah she's <laughs> fantastic cover fantastic insides um it's gonna be really good. Thank you. Thank you, Harry Marks, for co editing again with me this time around. He's he's really focused a lot on the actual editing of it, and I focused a lot on the sort of the um the layout and the, the logistics of it. So I think we worked good together there. Um so if anybody wants to come to San Francisco and help me fold and staple next week, <laughs> <laughs> I will there. be there yeah <laughs> just take a <laughs> take a train if you get on the train now you might be here in
2: time <laughs> for... well i can just like pick them up and do them all on the train right back oh perfect <laughs> that's great <laughs> cool uh
0: last thing i'll mention is uh oh actually plumbago real quick i'll mention again um you have another another good week or so to get your pre-orders in before they switch over to regular orders so if you want to save two bucks um two dollars on your issue buy them now um com slash Plumbago. Um, but once we start shipping, it goes up to the full $10 in price. And finally, um, this is something uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to steal Tim's Tim's thunder by talking about um, his Obama-related Fresh Point, but I yeah, uh, d- just, just made a trade with somebody in the Field <laughs> Nuts group um, about something I've sort of tangentially been aware of, but I've never really been thinking about like how to get one. Um. It's a pack of Obama field notes, <laughs> which is um, something, yeah, I, I, again, I didn't really realize, but it's from one of his campaigns. And I really don't want to tell the story of it too much because I'm probably, I just don't really know it, the story quite yet. Um, but it's through Obama.org, which is his foundation. And it's a pack of field notes. Uh, there's three of them. They're various various colors of gray. And at the bottom, there's like some Little colored um, uh, squares, little rainbow squares, and uh, the pack is called Together. And they're dot grid, or excuse me, not dot grid, regular grid, and they look really delightful. So, if there's something better than uh, pocket notebooks, it's uh, Obama. So, <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to to try these out. Um, if anyone
1: has another pack of these, yes, Tim I will ha- pay you handsomely for it.
0: Tim has some
1: some,
0: some fancy me- black wings. So. I got some
1: Blackwing 211s some Blackwing twenty fours. I am willing to part with those, uh, not all of them, but a reasonable amount of them. For yeah. those, if anybody knows how to get in touch with us, because I, when you you sent us that and uh, text the other day, and I had no idea that uh, these existed. In zero, so yeah, it's, those look it, really cool.
0: It's the advantage of uh, the one advantage of being in the Field Nuts group is uh, <laughs> is you find you just like see these things a little bit, but. Um, you know, it just goes to show, I think I mentioned it here before after I went to Chicago to the Field Nuts headquarters. Um, I like just was standing around with Michael Hagan and we were talking to Jim Kudall and Brian Bedell. And I asked, I'm like, how many editions, like custom editions, are out there that just have not, you know, been like entered the Field Nuts consciousness? And Jim looks at me like, and just like, there's lots, so many of them, just tons of them. So that's mm-hmm. kind of fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Tim, that's uh, that's my fresh points. How about you?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I'll start with, you're talking about the Obama field notes. My little Obama note that I was going to share, and I actually should have mentioned this when we were talking about what we're consuming, is that I'm finishing up The World As It Is by Ben Rhodes, who was his uh, senior, I think his last title was something like Senior Foreign Policy Advisor or something, but he was like one of the right-hand uh, people to Obama and a close friend of his, and he wrote a really fantastic memoir about his time with Obama, which started before he was elected and went all the way until he left office. So he was one of the few people who stayed with him that entire time. And it's really a fantastic book. And so he's talking, he was also a speechwriter. He He did speech writing for him a lot, especially when it was about foreign policy. And there's a section in that book where he's talking about, uh, Obama, Obama writing dream, uh, Dreams of My Father, mm-hmm. uh, his, his memoir and how the, that book he felt like was a Rosetta Stone for writing, helping write speeches for him. And he said that he just dropped in this little note that he had heard that Obama had written that book by hand uh, because it helped him think and it helped him focus and it helped him pace himself. And I thought that was just like a cool little uh, anecdote that people might like to hear. We always like to talk about people who are, who are writing by hand these days, and I thought that was a really cool example.
0: How, how do we find out what uh, what he used to write it?
1: Well, Yeah, that's, uh, don't think I haven't Googled it, but, uh, <laughs> stuff. But, but I also, for Christmas, Jane got me a book called To Obama uh, that is a sampling of, so while he was in office, he would have, he had a special assistant give him, uh, hand, like handpick him 10 yeah. letters uh-huh. that are both like supportive or not supportive. That like that he was going to respond to in writing, and yeah. so it's like a sampling of those letters and his responses. Um, and it's 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 unbelievable. Um, there it's was such a it's a cool book, but you can see he has the most amazing handwriting. I love his like crazy like straight up and down sort of uh, meticulous script that he writes in, and he's definitely writing in pen. But uh,
0: there was an interview with that. There's, there's, that the woman who run who ran that office, like the official correspondence office, and she talked about that, and it was so interesting. And she talked about all of these considerations that, like, you wouldn't even think about, like how how much they have to vet these and how they respond to them. And she, I, I, I'll, I'll try to think of what podcast it was on that I heard this, but it was so good. Um, yeah,
1: that sounds vaguely familiar. I wonder if I came across that at some point, like. Uh... Would it was it the? You ever listen to the uh, Slate Working podcast?
0: I have not. I don't think it was okay. on there, but i I would be okay. willing to bet it was either ninety nine percent invisible or on the media.
1: Okay, then yeah. i could have been ninety nine percent invisible. I haven't yeah. listened to the other, but that sounds familiar. I think I might have come across that yeah. at some point. Yeah. Just forgotten about it. But um, excellent! It's a really cool book. So that was just a fun little note about him handwriting the the book that I thought you guys would enjoy. And um, oh, just you know a little what? update.
0: Real quick, uh, let me let me uh, quickly jump in. It's it's a ninety nine percent invisible episode called 10 Letters for the President." We'll put the yeah, we'll put, we'll put yeah, it in yeah. show
1: notes. Awesome. Um, uh, just a quick update with memberships. We've released at this point where we're recording now. We've released four episodes, Yay! which is which is really really funny that it's episode zero, episode one, episode two A, and episode two B. Um, so we've released <laughs> four episodes, but we haven't even made it to episode three yet, <laughs> uh, which I'll be working on editing uh, tonight <laughs> and getting that out probably tomorrow. How's the uh, yeah.
0: how's the reception been so far with it?
1: Uh, so far, it's been good. Yeah, it's been just it's been going really well. We've got uh, some really cool messages from people reaching out with uh, tips on people to talk to, or even people who are reaching out and saying like, "Hey, I'd love to come on and talk to you at some point." Uh, one of them being the like Win- one of them is actually person. <laughs> well, no, not yet. Uh, <laughs> but we John. Uh, did interview his daughter who runs his foundation like the very center and oh, that's wow. going to be episode uh, four on the podcast so that's coming up so that's that, that'll be really cool so he knows the podcast exists we know that yeah. for sure <laughs> For sure. he's this probably point. like what's uh, a podcast but yeah that's might be, might be possible um, but uh, one of the people was actually as far as i could tell it was uh or no it was a person who knew the people who all these characters were talking about were based on so it's like we always talk about this book called Jay Burke Rowe, And he's like, Oh, Jay Burke row is based on the barber. His name is this and he lived down the street from me. And I could tell you all about him. So, so we're getting some pretty cool insights into, into some stuff. And we've recorded, I think, uh, six episodes, seven episodes. And then we're about to release the, the fourth one. So we're kind of trying to stay ahead of it because we all, have, uh, nothing makes me appreciate you, Andy, more than having to edit a podcast. you you've been <laughs> doing that for us forever. And I suck at it. It takes a long time and it's, it's hard work. So,
0: the, I, I will yeah. say that the more you do it, the better you will get at it. Like I, at the first few episodes of Erasable, like, I mean, first of all, they were terrible quality, but, um, <laughs> the editing, but they took me forever and it was just basically like trying stuff out. So, um, it's still, yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. like super quick at it. I'm not the best editor editor in the world, but it definitely gets, goes faster after a while.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate you nonetheless. So It's a lot of, well, a lot you. of episodes. Um, and, yeah, I got two more that I wanted to mention, uh, two more fresh points. One is uh, I saw a tweet the other day from the fellows at Take Note, and I'm going to assume this was Ted who posted this because uh, I've heard him talk about Ebbets Field Flannels before, which is a, a company that remakes old vintage baseball uniforms and hats like from all over the world, and like Negro Leagues and old versions of baseball teams. Gear that's not available anymore, but also like Japanese teams, Korean teams, minor league teams, college teams and all this. But he posted a hat that we'll put in the show notes that is the hat for a team called the Tombow Unions. And there's a team in Japan that's called the Unions that for one, uh, just for one year, hmm. uh, for one year was owned by the Tombow Pencil Company. Wow. Wow. Which is really cool, and so it's and then they, you know, moved, it moved into the hands of somebody else. But they've recreated this hat, and uh, the hat is just black, and then has the if you've if you have any Tombow pencils, or most Tombow pencils have, especially like the Mono pencils, have that dragonfly logo on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's got a yellow version of that dragonfly logo on the on the front of it, and it's very cool. Um, so I, I ordered myself one of those, and I can't wait <laughs> can't wait to get it and, and wear it out. So um, it's a cool little piece of uh, you know worlds colliding yeah. pencils and baseball uh for me this um
0: this website is really interesting they have like they have so many weird things like <laughs> like the like the San Francisco Seals which was a 1940s team that was um, the team
1: that uh Joe DiMaggio played for i think before really? he came to the, to the uh Yankees if i if i remember right yeah
0: yeah it's um somebody named Lefty O'Duel well, no, never mind. It's the, the, left, the Dual model, which is the best name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lefty LeftioDuo. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come in. So if you want a, a baseball-themed or a, a pencil-themed sort of baseball hat, uh, Ooh, they, check out Combo Unions.
0: They have something called the Kansas City Cats. I'm going to get this for you, Johnny. <laughs> It's just a picture of a house cat. I'm going to put that in show notes so you can see it. Send me a box of Benadryl with it.
1: (laughs) Um, And the last thing is I got a new pencil case that I was going to share uh, about. It's the Global Art Supply pencil case, which I first saw when I met up uh, when we recorded episode zero in Nashville and John Patterson, my co-host, had come And we sat down at a table to kind of like work out some plans and he busted out this thing. And I just had, you know, one of those like total nerd out moments was what is that? (laughs) Like, what is that thing in front of you? Tell me what it is. And it's basically, it's a zip up case that's hardback, but uh, covered in canvas. And on the inside, it it holds 24 pencils on some really like well-made elastic fabric. that You can just slide in uh, pencils or pens or whatever you want to put in there. And then it closes pretty slim. So you can slide it into a messenger bag really uh, neatly, and also a really cool little feature is that the zipper, when you zip it all the way closed, when you get it to the top, there's a button on the back of it, so you can snap it to the to like the binding part okay. of it, so that it doesn't dangle around and make noise. Which is just a cool little uh, cool little feature. They're cheap. The one you can get uh, the twenty four, the one that holds twenty four, you can get on Amazon for like twelve bucks. Um, will it
0: hold an unsharpened blackwing?
1: No, it definitely will not. Um, so you probably have to. Um, like the only pencil I was able to fit in that had freshly been sharpened is a one that doesn't have a ferrule. like a, it was the Viking element. Mm. It was the only one that I was able to put right in as soon as I had sharpened it. Other ones need like two rounds of sharpening and then they can fit in a black wing takes a little more, but, um, I just love it. It's really compact and it holds a ton of stuff. Um, so you're in the, if you're, if you're looking for something to hold a bunch of pencils, then this is a cool option. I have a picture in my, uh, Instagram feed if you follow me at Timothy Wassum there's a picture of like my journal and it's sitting up there in the corner of the picture and you can see all my pencils and my I have one Karis customs pen stuffed in there as well
0: it's not as cool as a burrito pencil roll but
1: um. no it's not <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah we were talking about that before we recorded I saw that in the uh, Facebook somebody had, I think it posted it in the in the erasable group and I actually had a student that had that last year <laughs> uh, beginning of last year a kid walked up and I, I, just, she just blew me away. She <laughs> unrolled it. It was full of colored colored pencils, and I was just like, "You just got an A for the day. <laughs> your, your daily grade is an A. This is amazing." So, uh, yeah. Cool. So that's all for me. I think i I think I'm finally ready to shut up. We're caught up. Uh, let's move on to our main topic. We're going to talk about planning and organization strategies for the new year. Uh, or, spoiler alert lack thereof uh (laughs) in in some ways but uh not but i not totally i'm just kind of saying that just but uh yeah and johnny do you want to start us out again on this sure
2: so um as i mentioned earlier i picked up the bullet journal book but um it came out right before national novel writing month so i didn't use it and then i had to use again or wait another month because of the new year, da 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 So anyway, I finally started it, and I am doing it like super minimalist, like um, by the book, with a black Bic pen. Because, you know, if you host a podcast about pencils, and you want Just to use, use a pen. certain pencil, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh shit, this pencil's better. Like, this one's smeared. Ah, oh, this doesn't match. Et cetera. So yeah. But um, it's so minimalist that I'm really bored already and um disappointed in the Leichterm term 1917's paper that everyone says is so awesome it's like you know the same as moleskin paper which is fine but
0: yeah like i've i wonder because because you know sometimes moleskins can be a little um inconsistent with their stock i wonder if like this is i can't imagine this is the case but maybe we just get different moleskins out here because the loik's Compared to the most, the Moleskin paper is so different from for me, for what I see.
2: Yeah, I read online that they have um, batch differences like Moleskin does, so that's disappointing. Because yeah. you know, if you're buying a brand, you want to get the same damn paper. Yeah, but um, I mean, the book itself is gorgeous. I bought the one that has the um, the blacked out edges from the gift set. Oh yeah, why not? It's so pretty. <laughs> it's your EDC. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to do with all these bookmarks. This is like the land of plenty. I don't know what to do with more than one, let alone three. So it's kinda of like hanging out. Yeah. Looking weird.
1: <laughs> hanging out, looking
2: weird. Yeah. So <laughs> I I pulled out the calendar pencil from Generals today because like really if you want to get bored, pull out a black big pen and write in a black notebook with black edges for like a week. I'm like, Jesus <laughs>
0: Just get it like a hello kitty notebook after this,
2: yeah, I mean it's it's a cool notebook. I like it the the uh it's definitely no distractions. and um there's something about that paper and a fine bit crystal that makes my handwriting look like complete garbage. like <laughs> you know, I'm not a calligrapher, but I usually write legibly, so that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. but sure. um, thank you. So I haven't been doing anything for planning lately like we have a kitchen calendar that's one of those cow things with the folk art yeah. and um i have various attempts at planners and like null daily diaries and a hard time sticking with it because you know skip a week and instead of just picking up you're like oh i've got to catch up and then suddenly five weeks go by and you have to catch up for five weeks and you're like the hell with it i'm never going to do it again like i'll save 20 bucks next year and not buy this damn thing but so, um
0: so Johnny for like the for like the one person who listens to this podcast who doesn't know what the bullet journal method is <laughs> how would you how would
2: you like really concisely sum up the philosophy So I think they I think on the back cover they call it um mindfulness disguised as a planner which is probably a good definition of it it's basically this um like a tracking method that you can put in any book and customize to you know, whatever you're interested in or you want to track and stuff like that. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, with that freedom comes, man, holy crap, this is complicated. (laughs) Because if you do a search on Instagram, you know, everybody's got these pretty notebooks and then they're like, you know, people fight online about, being orthodox to the method and like being minimalist is this minimalist why are we using all these mild liners (laughs) blah 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 i'm like jesus it turned into like i never
0: touched Turned into like a meninist movement kind of a thing like oh women are being
2: too girly with these these are (laughs) (laughs) it's like the fountain pen world i guess if you're not like fountain pens you're just like there's so much and everybody's like so passionate about their silly opinion about a thing that you know they've bought on the internet like anyone else could buy not like pencil people, you know. We're no, all very we're, we're completely different. We're open minded <laughs> as AF. <laughs> <laughs>
0: open minded AF.
2: Yeah, no one ever made fun of anybody for using a Wopex in our Facebook group, Sons of Punks. There's an episode title. For yeah, put that in but right my-
0: now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but have you guys tried this um, endeavor?
1: Several times, yeah, <laughs> and it I... just sucks the soul right out of me and makes me <laughs> want to g- gash my eyeballs out. I hate it so much, so you um, know, if, yeah,
0: for For a time, um, probably like 2013 ish, right before we started recording this, um, I was like super into the IT, idea of the GTD method, the getting things done method by David Allen, um. We talked about this a little bit. I think uh, Les and I talked a little bit about it too when she was on not too long ago. Um, and uh, I, I think that like writer, Car- writer Carol's method is kind of following suit, and that he's not—he's turning this into like not just an organization system, but also just like a lifestyle, right? Like it's it's all-encompassing. It's about how you run your life. It's not just about how you like you know record things and stay organized. And there's just something in me that just automatically like rebels against that. So, um, I kind of do, yeah, I kind of do this thing that's maybe like 30% as detailed as the GTD method uh, on like on my computer. And I do this thing that's kind of maybe like 30% of the getting, or excuse me, the bullet journal method like in my notebook. And so I kind of, Think that maybe, yeah, this is just sort of like the analog extension of how I how I'm GTDing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, how 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 orthodox? Like, what is the balance you found, Johnny? Like, with with your your bullet journal?
2: Um, so starting out, I'm totally by the book. I'm not doing weeklies. I do the um, what do you call it? The future log, the yeah. monthly, and then um, rapid logging, but. I've noticed that in rapid logging, I have nothing to write about in my journal anymore. So I'm like, huh? Like this kind of suck on the fun head of like writing about your life, but also taking off the pressure. So I don't know how I feel about that yet. And, um, you know, I don't have a job in the traditional (laughs) sense. So my to do lists aren't things that I generally write down. Yeah. Like, you know, don't leave my kids at school. (laughs) 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 Remember to get them. But, um, so I'm trying to write some of those things down to make it remind myself that I don't actually just sit around playing on my phone all day and changing diapers. I mean I'm not putting diapers in there, but um you know, other stuff. Other just stuff. keep, so out, keep that's a that's helpful. Keep a poop diary. Yeah, boy like stay at home. Poop log. there will be an interesting tracker. Maybe oh, use man. brown pen. But um you know, not having a job with projects, it's it's hard to remember that you're actually doing something all day. So that part's been a good uh, confidence boost. Buy a giant
0: cookie at Starbucks for Rosie. Yes.
2: <laughs> that's, what, that's always her second or third breakfast. She's a morning eater. <laughs> she loves cookies. She, cook- she loves us all the time. Like, cookies for breakfast. And, like, go to hell. <laughs> also look at that face and tell me you wouldn't give her a cookie if she oh, asked i would a hundred percent when I, oh, God. Every time. when yeah. I was in Florida in
0: early December visiting my sister and her her daughter um we went to starbucks and i I got um elissa who's who's uh four I got her a giant snowman cookie and well, those I things are good immediately thought of mm-hmm. of Rosie and her her giant, <laughs> like I really wish that I could eat a cookie the size of my face like that's <laughs> Like, that doesn't scale up very well.
2: We do go to one coffee shop where the cookies are the size of a grown-up's face and, like, Ooh, yeah. an inch thick. Ooh. And they're homemade. They're, like, legit really good. But, um, you know, I can't order that. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> so uh, Rosie gets one, and then I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but um, so I don't know how it's going to go you know they recommend that you do it for a month and um and no other planner system that i've had is there you know a place to put like a dedicated tracker for like you know your mental health or um how much coffee did i have every day for a week just sort of look at that and be like oh i don't drink as much coffee as everybody says i do i'm still human but um yeah that's that's interesting so you know, everybody says they adopt or adapt this for their life and their interests and what works for them. So maybe in a month I can check in and see if it's still going and how it's going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, i I'd, I'd like to hear what you think. Cause I mean, we're, we're, I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways. And I, I just wonder if some of the things, the problems that I end up having with bullet journals, I wonder if they come up for you. Cause I don't know. It just makes me,
2: I'm, I'm bored, like really bored. (laughs) Yeah. But I I refuse to get out markers and start going nuts with it for Instagram purposes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like, and this is, I might be like, as far as, I feel like Bullet Journal is really good for people who maybe, and this is like a total assumption, but just like people who need to work hard to focus on things like, to like keep your attention aimed at the right stuff at the right time, um, which maybe like I, I, it's not something I've had a lot of problems with, and so sometimes I feel like I'm just keeping like a pointless bullet list of things that I've already done. That I'm like, why do I? Why am I doing this? Why am I? I, I got <laughs> to
2: move on like to the next long, thing. Well, I think like a uh, long day diary.
1: And like the, I don't have time to sit down for 15 minutes and shift things over to the next day and like do all the stuff. Like, and not 15 minutes; it'd be less than that. But like. It's just that's not how I want to spend yeah. my time. I tend to work more in like a chaos method with like a field notes in my pocket, where I'm constantly jotting stuff down and work through it, and then move on. And it's I don't Tim. Know.
0: Tim's chaotic neutral as far as his character type.
1: <laughs> chaotic neutral. Uh-huh.
0: It's a, oh, chaotic. it's a Dungeons and Dragons uh, concept. It's like you have these. Oh, I'm really going to get this wrong. Um,
2: you have these like <laughs> um,
0: like char- character <laughs> motivation. Let me look this up. Okay. So isn't it
2: like chaotic and lawful is your relation to um, like outward laws and yeah, good or evil is sort of like a moral or ethical thing.
0: I think so, and and I I think it's a I think it has has to do with like the um, like like philosophies, but it, I know they use it a lot for like Dungeons and Dragons and you know RPGs like that. It's 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 your alignment. Um, you can be lawful good, neutral good, and chaotic good. You can be lawful neutral 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 and chaotic neutral and you can be lawful evil neutral evil or chaotic evil so tim's chaotic good
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right good to know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: all right well I, i do think
0: i do think going back to bullet journaling i think that probably somebody like me is like exactly their kind of like target audience because i have like I have the kind of job where there are a lot of like projects and to do's and like specific things I have to get done, not on a particular deadline, but just like in a certain amount of time. And I also have a lot of different like aspects and contexts of my life. Like I have work and I have, you know, pencil stuff and I have home stuff. And I of course now have like, you know, like book stuff. Um, So I think that especially something like GTD, but then also the bullet journal method, that's like something that it's supposed to try to help with. Right. And I think, like Tim, though, I I don't think that I can just, like, sit down and just, like, transfer this stuff over for, like, minutes on end every day. Um, Which I, th- I think the point of it is, like, you will slow down and, like, think about it, and that's
2: what will help you do it. But I just,
0: <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, yes. I have
2: not been doing that part at all. Yeah. I keep forgetting to look at the damn thing. Yeah. I have to, I like, that. leave it where I'm going to sit on it, and then I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> not kidding. <laughs>
1: one of my problems with or one of the other ways, another problem with it for me is that I feel like it's made for people who are visual and I'm mm-hmm. a pretty visual person, but like in a different way where like, I, I want to see things like sprawled out in front of me. Yeah. So like usually how I end up planning a week is that I'll make a Google doc and create a table. that has got like boxes for each day for the different things I've got to take care of. And I can like throw things over here and over there and kind of see it all lining up for the whole week. And that just, um, with the bullet journal, it's, it's a, it's almost like too wordy. I like to draw, draw little pictures and like make it, um, um, you know, and like just be able to see the whole week at a glance just so that can go to the same place, which I guess from what you said, well, from what you said, there's I guess some way to do that in bullet journaling that I just did never come across, but I'm still not going to do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So Johnny or, or uh, Andy, yeah. You said Minutes that you're gonna be going more digital, and I I I am as well, and I'm curious to see what you're gonna say about uh say about that. So what does that mean to you that you're gonna be going more digital this
0: yeah, year? Yeah, it's um it stinks, but I, I think I think the reason I, I just sort of realized I need to do this is because the the volume of output that I will be held accountable for and need to need to create um is higher than it used to be like it's there's I'm gonna to have to write like a well I guess half a book, book length thing but also like you know going through and collaborating on um, Michael sections too but um, I uh, what the big thing I'm trying to do is just establish a daily writing habit and um, this is something that like you know for all of my life I have never really been able to do like I've I don't know how many times I've like tried to just establish a just a daily journaling habit and I I journal now like every like once in a while, especially when there's something big. I have to just sort of like think out in my life. Um, I have Day One, which is you know we've talked about here before. Uh, it's a Mac app that's just really gorgeous. Um, and I also have a like a little field notes and a confidant that I I can journal into if I want to do it longhand. Um, but I'm I'm trying to realize, like, I'm setting daily writing goals for myself and, um, you know, trying to get through this, this book. And I'm, it's something that, like, somebody like Les, um, Les Harper, who um, just finished NaNoWriMo this year, um, she was very, we, we talked about this in that episode, but she was super transparent and really disciplined about like writing every day and posting her word counts and doing all this stuff. And that's something I really, really admire. So, um, it's something I want to try to figure out my version of that. Right. And I think mostly like, it's really hard to do that on paper. Um, I'm sure as hell not going to count up the number of words that I would write every day on a a paper page. (laughs) Um,
2: I did that all for NaNoWriMo. Like your <laughs> <hurt>. it's
0: <laughs> you're a better better more patient man than me for that um yeah, so um I'm kind of trying to figure out how to do this i um and and a long time ago, I sort of like conceded to just keeping a planner like a like a weekly planner um digitally because my calendar is at the mercy of others so much that there's just no way I can easily keep that in sync with like you know a paper calendar. Um, Mm -hmm. some people do like they write down at the beginning of the week kind of all of their appointments but I feel like I'm just not organized enough to make that happen but um, yeah so I'm mostly doing that I have so far uh, journaled every day in 2019 (laughs) that's only eight days but um, I'm going to I'm going to try to keep that up in the mornings Um, and I also Mm -hmm. realize that like the time the time that I need to carve out for myself to write um happens in the mornings, like the like early mornings around seven forty five, seven thirty when I get to work. Um and we'll probably be about an hour before I actually start doing actual proper work. So um it's my it's my time to like start caffeinating up and to write this stuff down. So um to kind of like kick start my brain, I gave myself just like, you know, 150, 200 words of just like stream of consciousness writing um in day one. And then I switch over to Ulysses, which is a really uh, nice kind of like markdown editor, um, kind of plain text editor, similar to IA Writer, which Tim, you use IA Writer, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Um, Ulysses is a very similar thing to that. So I'm um, trying, to, trying to keep up with those. Um, I I really do believe that like, you know, with, with some exceptions, some people are just like really, really, really busy and They're overly busy and they need to, um, you know, figure out how to tone that down or just are just really busy. Um, but I really think that most people out there who complain about how busy they are, um, just like to complain about how busy they are. (laughs) Um, it's, you know, time is fluid, um, especially time that you carve out for stuff is fluid. And I really knew going into this, that like, if I'm going to take on this big project, I'm going to have to like scale back some other things. Um, <laughs> it's really hard finding those other things to scale back. Uh, I'm probably not going to be as involved in sort of the beginning and sourcing of content for the next issue of Pumbago. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying really hard not to be just that guy who's like c- complaining slash bragging about how busy is. Cause I, I hate those people and I work with a bunch of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, going to yeah gonna going to probably be doing more digital productivity things um there hasn't been a really good and I don't think there needs to be a really good um uh online version or computer version of of bullet journaling i'm I'm sure something out there exists, and I just don't even know about it, but um I think just a combination of like um, a to do list app, which is for me an app called things um combined with my calendar app, I think that's kind of how I'm gonna try to stay. Stay organized and keep my tasks on track um I am really like keeping though um you know keep on using my pocket notebook and a pencil for like you know kind of quick on the go ideas um involving something I want to put in the book though so i do I'm not going to like abandon abandon any any of that but um how how do you two do like that quick that quick capture stuff for stuff you're working on?
2: Uh, pocket notebook. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What do you
1: mean
0: by like quick capture stuff? Oh, if you're writing a book or like a, like a story or something like you like, Oh, here's an idea for this character or, um Hey, I, I really oh. think that this is a plot point that could get me to the next thing. And just like being able to capture it quickly instead of just trying to remember it and then just like letting it blow into the wind.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely blog a notebook too. But I also, I I live in Google docs these days. Yeah. Um, oh. and so. I use Google Docs every day, all day, especially, I mean, and that was already the case before I got my Chromebook that I'm working on uh, now. Uh, But I just use Google Drive for everything, and I've got it on my phone, so I'll often pull that up, and I have documents where I can just kind of use it as like a brain dump place or if I need to drop something in. Um, I do that a whole bunch. And I was going to actually tell you about, um, have you guys ever heard of WaveMaker?
0: Mm WaveMaker? Uh-uh.
1: So WaveMaker is... I just found it about a month ago, and it's basically a free, uh, it's a free web-based version of like Scrivener, huh? Something, and so it's a it's a novel writing app uh, that is all browser-based, uh, and so you can create projects that then live in your. Um, uh, live in your google Drive account but then you can open them back up on this website and it's pretty uh, pretty amazing and I think it's oh, in wow. some sort of uh, it's in some sort of trial period uh-huh. right now it's a beta but, uh, so oh, yeah that, it's really cool that's so, really cool so you guys I mean if you're interested in that kind of thing check it out and just play around with it because it's really cool it's like scrivener but it's like a uh, handsomely stripped down version of of Scrivener where it's simpler, but it kind of has all the essentials of it. You can still do the like organizing of chapter headings or ideas on the left and then add like, cause you maybe think of it with when you were talking about Ulysses, but also um, when you said about quick grab things, cause you can also make just like in Scrivener, you can make index cards basically mm-hmm. that have ideas on it within it that can be bundled with a chapter where you can like jot down little ideas and stuff on the side.
0: That, that's super cool, I will try this out uh yeah scrivener. I've always kind of like avoided because it's so darn
1: expensive, um yeah, I got it for Christmas at some point, and that's the only way yeah,
0: interesting yeah i'll 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 play around with this because I am working um uh Michael and I wrote a pretty detailed outline um as part of the book proposal process, and so I am. Using the outline to try to like write this, like write write all the rest of this stuff out, and I think that that is something that Scri- Scrivener would do really well with, right? Like taking this outline yeah. and turning it into a novel. So I'll I'll try this with WaveMaker. That's really fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks. Take take it for a spin. I've yeah. I've, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. um, I I had an idea this year um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago when I was thinking about New Year's resolutions and kind of like getting organized and stuff. Because I'm definitely I I can just kind of say ditto on some things like I want to journal more and I have been journaling more um, already in my Baron Fig uh, the the Excel confidant that I uh, and I've really been enjoying that because it just really the the times when I'm journaling are happier than the times when I'm not because that's as like a pretty heavy duty. Uh, introvert who like spends a lot of time in my own head that's the only way to kind of clear the cobwebs out on a daily basis and so i really i have to do that if i want to feel sane yeah um like, you know and i think you guys are pretty similar but like i it charges me up when i do that and so i've got to stay with it but uh the one idea i had was i was thinking about resolutions or i, I actually heard an interview with somebody who said i don't like the the word resolutions because it sounds like you've got one shot at it. I like the word intentions, like to have it to live a year with like intentions instead of resolutions. And, um, and so the idea I had is I took a, uh, ambition field notes, Mm -hmm. the, the graph paper one and what I'm doing. And I actually uh, stupidly don't have it with me. I've got it. It's at school, but I'm going through and just on the 48 pages of that notebook, um, or no, what is it? It's a, it's 48 front and back. So it's, 24 pages right or no it's 48 front and back yeah yeah 48 front and back so on the first side of them I am writing one thing on each page that's basically just like a little reminder for myself of something that would probably be a good idea for me to do so some of them are like um you know text something nice to your wife <laughs> or uh you should probably drink a glass of water you know like a <laughs> stuff like that um just like, I'm just filling it all up and then I'm carrying it in my, my, my messenger bag. And so like throughout the year I can just kind of pull that out at any point and just like open up to a random page and there will be something there that is probably something that I usually neglect or something that I like need to think about more often, something like that. So that's something I'm trying to do this year to keep myself kind of, for me, that's like keeping myself motivated and some of it's like organizational, you know, like, um, make sure you take care of this or whatever. Cause I do get uh, strung out at certain times. Um, so, and so far I, I feel like really positive about, it. I haven't really used it that much because it's so early in the year, but I think it's going to be something nice to just have on hand where I can open it up and it'll say something like put your phone away and read a book <laughs> or <Yeah>. whatever, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, that's one idea I had.
0: Hmm, that's that's a new idea.
1: Because um, I keep I don't I, I use Google Google uh, Docs and I like I was just saying I create most of my planning takes place in like tables that I made on a Google Docs file that I can just keep copy and pasting and adding to throughout the year and then look back over and it creates you know kind of like a big calendar of my year and I can print them off if I need to if I need to post them on the wall or something at school so I don't hmm. forget something.
0: What are some of the things that you track in Google Docs like in Google Sheets?
1: I, that's where I do all, all my. Well, this is just in this is in Docs. I do. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I cre- I create a table, and so that's how I do all my lesson planning. Uh, like my school, and this goes like this is where I do, just stuff I need to take care of at school too. But I'll make um, a table where there's a row, um, a row for each course that I teach, and then like a bonus one for like just notes on the bottom, and then I do columns for each day of the week so that I can like map out kind of a bullet point. This is where we're doing this day, this, this, and this. And then I can drop in links to stuff that I've got to use that just kind of sit in the bottom that I can click in to a YouTube video or whatever when I need it. And then also on the bottom in the notes section, that's where I can put more like administrative stuff. Like this day, I need to make sure I take care of this. This day, I need to plan out this thing for next week or I need to check in with this person about that. And so basically my entire week, most of the time, by the time it's all filled in, it can live on just two pages of like a landscape oriented google uh google mm. doc sheet
0: that's cool yeah
1: yeah but it works for me so. yeah
0: yeah and do you tim do you have a journaling habit do you like journal on a regular basis
1: yeah i journal almost every day um sometimes like usually the longest times are the ones when everybody, everybody's managed to go to bed before me and i can yeah. <laughs> sit down for like 30 minutes and write. but usually um once or twice a day on you know maybe five days a week or something i'll sit down long enough to write like a a half a page or something um and and you're doing
0: it you're doing a longhand
1: yeah yeah yeah. yes sir yeah i use that confidant that that i was just talking about that excel the big yeah confidant blank pages that's a good one that's been the best fit for me
2: so are you using pencil on that paper
1: yes yeah sweet mm-hmm. yeah I mostly use uh, like, like since the, at least I just switched back to that notebook because I had been trying out a different like uh, Amazon basics Moleskin knockoff for a little while um, mm-hmm. but I switched over to this because I wanted a bigger format and so I've been using basically a, a, <clears throat> a 602 or the uh, uh, Lake Tahoe
0: Tim's a pencil I, I, podcaster why would he use a pen in his journaling
2: Come on.
1: Or why would Johnny, I admit do strange it things in, the, in January? <laughs> why would I admit it if I was <laughs> so. Cool. But yeah. That's nice. yeah, that's, that's how it was. So it's pretty, it's been pretty regular recently. Um, and of course there are always periods of time where I like it's not, <laughs> but, yeah. but usually more often than not it is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, well uh, guys, yeah, this has been, this has been great. Um, yeah, been good talking to you. Been good hearing your your plans for how to keep your sh- together uh, in, the, <laughs> in the upcoming year. Uh, we could all use a little bit more of that. So uh, yeah, let's let's close this thing up. Uh, Actually, let's be-
0: before I do that, I'm really interested in making just a yeah. call out to listeners. Um, whether you're in the group or if you're on Twitter or whatever, um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in seeing other people's sort of like planning and productivity setups if it if it is indeed something that's like you're a you're willing to share and b that you think might be of interest because it might be you know it's different than than other stuff because I'm I'm annoyed at myself for how much I like just like reading and learning about productivity uh as many people do. So mm. yeah. Um I'd be I'd be interested to see what um what listeners do out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would too. Uh, I'm I'm the same way. Um, I like finding those little kind of hacks and tricks that people figure out that are, they may, you might feel like they're idiosyncratic or something or something that wouldn't work for somebody else, but you'd probably be surprised. So yeah. I, I definitely like to hear um, as well. Nice. Thanks. Cool. Well, uh, Andy, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Well, uh, I uh, have been working on updating my personal website because our publisher said that we should have good websites so you can find out. Uh, what I'm up to and a link to all of my crap at andy.wtf
1: andy.crap
0: yes (laughs) andy.crap andy.wtf and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at A.Welfly how about you Johnny
2: Uh, you could find me on internet at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at pencilution how about you Tim we can get you another (laughs) blog
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, well yeah you can graph your blogs. Yeah, I mean I do sometimes. but, um, but you can find me at Tim Wassom on Twitter, you can find me on at Timothy Wassom on Instagram, and you can find me and my co-hosts of the membership podcast at membership pod on everything. So and uh, membershippod.com. Uh, the show notes for this episode can be found at erasable.us slash one ten. If you haven't joined our Facebook group, please do. It's facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. And also, while you're there, go ahead and like our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. And thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. Turn it off.